Just a quick warning, this episode has some graphic scenes at the end. Welcome to the Startup Competitors Podcast, where we talk with early-stage entrepreneurs to understand what information they use to inform product roadmap, strategy, and market differentiation. Today on the podcast, we have Nick Turner, who's the founder and CEO of DeliverEnd. Nick, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Why don't we start with a quick pitch for DeliverEnd and what you do? Okay. So uh, what we do at DeliverEnd is we make marketplace platforms like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Offer Let Go, a lot safer and more convenient for the buyer and the seller. So we replace the in-person meetup with a live video chat, and then we escrow the financial transaction electronically within our app. Then we have drivers similar to Uber and Lyft pick up the item and deliver it. And then on top of that, we like have mass locations, so the buyer and the seller will never know where each other live. Um, everything's generated through your username. So if you post like a couch or a laptop like onto like Facebook Marketplace or even Craigslist and you add in your delivering username, I can copy it, paste it into the app and I can communicate from there to have it picked up and delivered without ever having to meet you. And I can verify the item through the video chat. I have so many questions. First, that's awesome. Just a couple of questions that occur to me. Is it is it your driver or are you leveraging other service drivers who might be in the marketplace already? Or is that secret sauce? I'd, I'd love to just know, like, how does that, like, from a business model perspective, how does that work for you? Yeah, it's uh, the drivers are just like Uber and Lyft. So they're 1099 and they're already in the gig economy. I mean, some people would like to, like, test it out to enter the gig economy because if you see like an uber driver they'll always drive with like lyft like typically so they are but they are your drivers directly you're not partnered with a uber within a given market and, no. and leveraging them like through their a service that they have or something like that no like we can't say that there are drivers since they're like understood yes i got it all right fair enough uh totally get that messaging check and then if the the driver has no knowledge of the transaction, right? So if something happens between the time I do a video chat with somebody and when the driver goes to pick it up, that driver is not like a fail safe. They're not going to be able to say like, yeah, that clearly has damage. The buyer's not going to want that or something like that. They're, they're literally just picking up whatever they're told to, to pick up and take it, right? Yeah. So we have like three levels of verification. So it's... Yes. Uh, the first one's like through the marketplace, so like whenever you just like see the item, and then the second one is when the buyer and the seller like uh, have the live video chat like through the app to um, ask questions, like just like we're meeting in person, but it's just through like yeah. FaceTime. And um, the third one is when the driver actually gets to the seller's location, like he or she will like start the video chat with the buyer, and they can like say like, "Hey, like is this the correct item?" They're like, yeah. I was like, okay, it's the same condition that you saw it in earlier. So they're like, yep. And then we just pick it up and deliver it. Oh, nice. So the buyer, so the driver facilitates that at the point that they do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So then is that, so I'm a, so, to like get into the software there for a second. So you've got the marketplace itself. You've obviously got an app then for the driver, right? Who's doing that verification and route and all that. I would assume all the logistics routing that you would have in any business like that. Yeah. What else is floating around there that I might not be thinking of? We were building out like some IP, like around our panic button that we're hoping to uh, license out to Uber, Lyft, like Postmates, DoorDash. Um, I just saw today that Lyft's getting like sued because a lot of their drivers, like, well, a, a user of the app felt threatened by one of the drivers. And like now they're trying to like go back and look at safety precautions. But Lyft, I mean, they just 
rolled out that huge marketing campaign where they can you can call nine one one through the app. But I mean, like it's your own it's on your cell phone anyway, so you can call nine one regardless. Right. Yes. And you're on the phone <laughs> in the backseat. So it's like kind of like obvious that you're talking to nine one operator. What what we came up with was a uh, panic button that counts down from five, and then it releases your information to the nine one one like operator dispatch. So, paint a picture for somebody who's listening. Any vanity metrics at all that you're willing to share or want to share for kind of where you and the team are at on the journey. That can be number of employees, revenue, transactions on the platform, number of users, items listed, whatever that is. Uh, well, I guess you don't list the items, right? You would yeah. plug into another platform, but would love some some numbers on kind of where the business is and paint that picture for a listener. Yeah. So um, we're three weeks away from launching our app in the Apple Store. We have 15 people like working on it, like as on, like, on our team. From there, we've done over 2,000 deliveries, uh, over 700 plus customers, got some really good traction from some market leaders who have reached out to us and uh, looking at partnerships and like, we just have to prove that we can scale. And then once we can prove that, then it will only make sense to integrate with like a uh, market share leader. Like an <laughs> online place to sell used goods. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Jack, got it. All right. Well, so when you think about that launch, Talk to me about what that looks like. Are you launching in specific cities at a time or like, how are you guys approaching that? Um, we're going to launch in Indy and the surrounding metros first. And then uh, we're going to start focusing on outside of Indiana. So like Ohio, like Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, um, Louisville, Kentucky, and then like parts of Michigan. And then we're going to hit uh, Chicago. Once we prove that we were scalable in like the first three to four markets, then that's when we're going to go after like our next like capital raise and really ramp up because we'll already know what it takes to enter the new markets. And um, we'll have enough spend to like really take on Chicago, which is like a huge deal. Because once we scale up and we can enter Chicago efficiently and well and operate well, everything else, like we can just launch in multiple cities from there. Yeah. Do you, have you raised capital yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you did. All right. I was going to say team team of 15, like you must have done. So- okay. Yeah. Got we're, it. We're, right yeah. on. No worries. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're still in our seed round right now. Okay. Hopefully we're closing it soon. <laughs> That's awesome. When you think of launching in a market, is it as straightforward as I think it is? That's going to be finding drivers, right? So it's driver acquisition and then marketing to get people to know that the app is there and that they can download it and use it. And anything, any other magic in there from a rollout perspective that I'm not thinking of? We're going to do a ton of like grassroots. And uh, with each market that we enter, we're going to try to like partner up with the local authorities. So that is more of a community like safety feature. Because right now, a lot of people transact the items at police stations. And is that real? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You can go to a police station, but it's like no police officers are there. They just, have it under surveillance, but like even so, wait, like they, like we literally just pull in with our cars in a parking lot at a police station. You would get out, give me the radio that you're selling me, and I'd give you fifty bucks. Yep, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and sure I, the police love that. <laughs> I know, I know. And there's like some some videos online of people actually being like robbed while at a, at a police station, which is crazy. Yeah. That's 
baller. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we enter the new markets and we partner up with the local authorities, we'll have a better like community like aspect and sense. So whenever we like have an event, like it'll be like delivering plus like the local police department or have, fire department. Have you started those conversations here locally? Mm-hmm. How's up? Can you talk about how those have gone? And uh, they're they're still going. We have to uh, like do a few tests with the police department. Still talking with the sheriff's department as well, and um, a few people like to work on like the integrations and everything because it is like an another thing that like for the yep. operating system. It's another thing for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So partnering with local authorities on rollout. Uh, part of the strategy. Anything else from a rollout perspective when you think of going to a new market? Yeah, uh, some of the mom and pop stores and uh, different like grocery chains and everything, like we can do the deliveries with them. And instead of being a cost to them, we can actually be an added revenue stream and uh, just profit share. So like we'll give them a percentage of each delivery that we execute, which will allow them like, say if we partner with like a, a local, like if it's like Needlers, but they're in, Cincinnati. We can partner up with needlers like in whenever consumer pays like to have their groceries delivered, we give them a percentage of that. So it'll pay for the hourly wage of the people who are like pulling the groceries for them. So it doesn't increase their burn rate. It actually gives them more revenue. Okay. So this isn't just for Craigslist and other, you know, places where you're buying personal use stuff. You you could deliver anything. Yeah. So we're cloning our app and we're making it so fit different industries because uh, our overall process is literally the, the exact same. And um, a huge differentiator is that live video chat because like if you're getting your groceries, you can just like the driver can live video chat you your groceries. Is everything here? Show you the grocery uh, receipt. And it's like, okay, like, is this the right kind? If they're like, yeah, no, then you can like handle it from there. And even with restaurants, rub up, DoorDash, like in, like all of them, they charge the restaurant to do the deliveries. And so that will pay the restaurant to do it. We can actually have the live video chat showing everyone like, oh, this is your food. So this is the correct food. This is everything that you need, right? And then we can just pick it up and deliver it because I can't count how many times I've ordered food and not everything was there or it's the wrong food or something. And with the video chat, like that small little add-on changes everything. And then even like on our driver's side, we're going to have like one singular driver app for all the drivers and they can literally like turn on and off like each feature for like they can accept food deliveries, grocery deliveries. They can do one of the is like deliver deliver works and uh, that's for construction companies. And we're looking at integrating Lowe's, Home Depot, Ikea, like their APIs into our app. And having it to where if you're like on a construction site and you're a project manager and you're running low on two by fours, you can go on the app, order the two by fours and have it delivered right to your site. Because with construction companies, like they have the contractors that are there. And then if they're running low on materials, they have to, or they forget the material, they have to like go out to Los Menards to pick it up or Home Depot and pick it up. And then it takes time for them to get there. And then they have to like walk around the aisles, pull it and then pay for it and then load it. And then they'll go take a smoke break or a lunch break. And then they'll come back to the the work site and they're full, run a little bit slow. Then I had to like unload everything and then get back into the flow of work. 
So what this is doing is allowing the uh, construction companies to actually hit their milestones a lot faster and more efficiently because everyone's on the work site and their lunch breaks are is actual lunch break instead of like just driving around. And I'm not saying like everyone just drives around whenever they're construction worker, but like the majority of the, the company owners that I've like spoken with, they're like, yeah, like we send someone out to go pick something up. It takes like two hours. And I'm like, well, instead of you having like so- someone take two hours, we can just go pick it up and deliver it for you. Because once you pay through the app, they are, they automatically pull the items off the shelves and it's just sitting there waiting for us to get there. Yeah. So then on the driver side, the only complexity that you're, adding there is that they'd have to qualify the vehicle just just like you would for certain types of trips if you're an uber driver right you have to qualify the vehicle for certain types of app jobs that you would turn on yeah yeah that's nice so you said there's a competitor in that space that's already doing that job works no 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 there's not there's no is is there anybody doing that what you just talked about with construction sites um there's one no there's two startups that are doing it they just started up this year One's in Atlanta and the other one's in, I believe, Michigan. Oh, no, they're in Canada. Yeah, they're in Canada. Right on. So let's get into the market differentiation competition piece of this, and which maybe we'll start with a specific question. So if I, I've heard you're potentially marketing to somebody who's running a construction company, you're potentially marketing to me because I buy a bunch of stuff on Craigslist, you're potentially marketing to my wife because she gets food delivered you're potentially like so that's a lot of different customers who all probably have a different expectation for message and how it works and level of comfort maybe with doing some of the stuff if i've ordered 50 grub hubs like i'm there right like i'm in but if i maybe if i'm running a small construction company and i've never done anything like that you know it's a, it's a whole different process to educate me on how it works and stuff like that talk a little bit about how you're thinking about how do you get that message out as part of a campaign when you're launching, are you going to do that by segment slowly over time? Or do you have very specific different things that you're doing for each segment? I'd, I'd love your thoughts on how you're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to focus on the marketplace first. So we're going to like uh, focus on one vertical and then get really good at executing that vertical. And then we're going to roll out like deliver works with the construction companies and then like do like the food delivery and everything else. Will all of those be different brands or will they all... F- fall under the deliver end brand um i'm thinking about it right now don't know. Like, all right I'm that's not cool. sure. yeah that's all right you don't have to have the answers man it's all right yeah it's super interesting okay this episode is brought to you by full stack peo most founders start companies because they figured out a better way to solve a problem or serve a need, not because they love tracking payroll, filling out compliance forms, and explaining employee benefits packages. And yet, all that stuff still has to be done. That's why there's Full Stack PEO. Full Stack PEO specializes in turnkey HR for emerging companies, not just those core services, but advice and expertise that help founders maximize employee potential. Curious? Find out more at fullstackpeo.com. All right. So you focused on the marketplace piece first, which is the secondary used good stuff, right? That's Craigslist, Facebook, things like that. Okay. Because if you look at Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist offer up like go next door. None of them have like a safe, secure way to transact the items or to keep you safe. We're here to change that. Yeah, man. I've done some sketchy Craigslist purchases in the past. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've almost got. And what helps is we we get rid of the flakiness from the buyers. Whenever someone goes to us, like they or the seller knows that they're really serious about purchasing that item because they already paid for it. So they don't have to like literally like wait and be like, oh, I'm waiting for this person to come at five. I'll let you know if they buy it or not. And you don't have to worry about who you're meeting or what they're going to be like or where you're purchasing something from. Because if you're in Carmel and you're purchasing something from the west side of Indianapolis, which is kind of rough. But uh, like if you purchase something from there or if you see something from there that you like, then there's no like, oh, I don't know if I should get that. You can just go on the app and like verify it through the communicating with the seller and um, get it picked up and delivered right to you. And that's another thing. So with the item verification, we also eliminate like scam, uh, scams and fraud from happening because you can verify the item without meeting the other person, like in person. Like we were testing out the app and everything. I was like on the marketplace, like looking around for things to like literally just test it out and use it. Oh yeah. There was a living room set. I was like, you know, I could just like test out, you know, get some new furniture out of this and figure it out. And you get somebody else to deliver your furniture. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And uh, we went through, like I was going through it and I was communicating with the seller. There's different like red flags that appear whenever you're buying and selling on the marketplace. And we're, we are going to like list that like inside of our app as well. Some of it is like price and then also the images like of the item. Like if it's a screenshot of it, pretty <laughs> obvious that that's not what it is. Yeah. If you're on the mobile, make sure you look at it on a desktop as well. Because some of the screenshots that kind of go through mobile, you can't see it on a desktop. So some of the people that are trying to scam you, they don't look at it on the desktop. They can you can literally like they just looked at it through mobile and they're like, oh, you can crop it and this night. No, it shows the whole picture. Whenever I was looking at it, I was like, okay, like, well, I would like to go through deliver in like with the seller. And they're like, oh, what's that? And uh, I like did like a quick explain, explain like what it was. And then I sent them the link to our uh, website. And through the link, you can like sign up to download our beta. They're like, wait, so you're telling me that you don't have to come and meet me? And I was like, yeah, I don't. Like, I, I can literally pay for the item and pay you without ever meeting you. And I can just like verify the item through this live video chat. The person was like, well, uh, so I take it you're not just going to come? And I was like, no, I don't have to come. I can have a delivery driver pick it up and deliver it to me. And they're like, well, uh, it's sold. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was just looking at it. And then they circled back and they're like, okay, like we can uh, send you more pictures of it. And I was like, this is a little sketch. So I was like, yeah, sure. Send me, send me a few more pictures of it. At this point, I already know like right. what's going on. Right. So I start playing with them. I'm like, oh, so like this is like the image of the couch that you have. Can you set a remote on the corner of the couch and just take a picture of it so I know that this is legit? And they're like, uh, I'm not at home right now. I was like, well, then how'd you send me a picture of the couch? And they're like, uh, uh. And then they went and deleted the the whole post. So like there's so many and that's just like one story, but there's been so many things that have happened through the marketplace with me, like checking things out that and it's recent too, that people are just um, 
desperate and not really caring about like others. So they're just like all about getting what they can fast versus like just working for it. And uh, a lot of the crimes and everything that happen, they're not looking at the item. They're looking at what you have to like take from you. So there was a, another post, like a lot of them don't make it to the news. So the way that the marketplace can keep track of all these like crimes is just through news outlets. And that's it. They don't have any records of like police stations or anything like that because that's just a ton of data. Some of the, a lot of these things don't even hit the news. Like there's so many posts on Facebook that I get tagged in that people are just like explaining like, oh, like there was a guy, I think it was like two months ago here in Indy. He was in Greenwood and he was selling an, like a uh, phone case and it was for 15 bucks. And he ended up getting pistol whipped and they robbed him of the phone case and also his wallet, shoes, like everything. And he just went to Facebook and was like, went on a rant about it. But like people were like, oh, call the cops, call the cops. And then he was like, well, I, if I call the cops, like what are they going to do? Gonna do? Like, yeah. What can they do? And um, yeah, it's not that they don't want to do anything, but what like what do they have to go off of? Right. Exactly. And they have like way other like bigger things to like right. worry about. We're we're hoping to make sure that um, make it easier for everyone involved, like the buyer and the seller, even police officers, whenever they're like going to a because uh, we can we can set like our panic feature as like a separate app and build whatever around it so that people can just have it on their phone. It'll just like be a better and safer environment for everyone because one, the nine one dispatch can like explain everything to the police officers. And uh, there won't be anything like hidden like, whenever they arrive. So they'll know exactly like who's the suspect, who's the victim and everything that's going on instead of just like vocal, like just through the phone. Why do you think this hasn't been done before? Like Craigslist has been out there forever. And, that, and there's been a ton of new, much better software entrance into the market, right? Like you rattled off a handful of the newer ones, which conceivably could create much better user experiences than Craigslist, right? So, and have in, in many, in many ways have created better user experiences, but they've never gone after this. Why? Like when you talk about your business, it seems particularly in the day of Uber, right? It seems obvious, right? Like, well, yeah, like this, like this isn't hard like rocket science like it's i'm sure it's hard it's not rocket science to come up with the idea of like there's got to be a better way to deliver this stuff or make these transactions happen why wouldn't let go or one of the other established marketplaces make this investment i feel like the reason why they didn't start like this is because honestly i feel like they don't want to be in competition with amazon because like in a way like at the end of the day they're a marketplace and like just like a public marketplace, but yeah, I've, but Target is a marketplace, yeah. and you feel safe when you well, I'm sure maybe not all Targets, but I'm sure <laughs> at most Targets you yeah. feel safe when you walk into Target, right? They're like that is a part of building a marketplace, though, isn't it? Yeah, but like with like Let Go and like Facebook and all of them, and uh, like even like Nextdoor, like I'm not sure like why they haven't started, but I, I'm just like guessing that like they just. One, probably just didn't think about it. Like, they just wanted to... Uh, there's so many things that have happened, like the Craigslist killer. And then Craigslist never changed their platform. 
There's been countless murders. I'm not sure that anybody even knows where the code to Craigslist is anymore. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like (laughs) it's just there. It's it's just there. Yeah. It's part of the internet. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty like fascinating to me that they haven't went the extra mile to, to prove safety, but a lot of people don't use it, but the marketplace is still growing at a rapid pace. And it's absolutely crazy, like how fast it's growing. So when you talk to, I'm making this assumption based on something you said before, you're in talks with some of these marketplaces right now to potentially be integrated into their platform. Yeah. Okay. I won't ask which ones, but when you're talking to these marketplaces, like, are they looking at this? Like, wait, why aren't we doing this? Or are they, or are they like, oh yeah, this is, I mean, this is amazing. We're so glad you're doing this because we don't want to be in the business of drivers and we don't want to be in the business, you know, like what's your read as part of those conversations as to, you know, how it's being received and, and are, is this something where they're like, yes, we'll love to use you while we figure out how to build this ourselves. Or is it, is it more like, oh no, like we, we really don't want to be in this business. We're so glad you're doing this. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Really? Why do you yeah. think that is? Well, one, we have a patent. <laughs> That's a good reason. You have a patent. All right. Yeah. Or in the process thereof. Good yeah. enough. Like, safety first. And it like beat out like some of the, uh, like a big, huge marketplace leader. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. How, how long have you had that? Since 2017. Oh, so that, that's or not long. 20, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not long. So you're, you're, just getting started. I thought you were going to say like 2012 or something, the way you were pausing there. Like, oh, no. Whoa. No, we're just like adding some revisions to it, making it stronger, just like keeping it open for like whenever we do potentially like have like an acquisition. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're still building stuff out for sure. Okay. How do you think about, so you have this vision for once you have the core platform, you can spin up different brands based on the technology and the markets that you're in and that you're having success which is great because it, it, in each one of those new brands, right? It allows you to leverage the things that you have apps already on people's phones, drivers in the market, all, you know, like, like it's a, it's a great strategy. Love that. But when you think about those early rollouts, so let's say you have deliver end in, I'll create a scenario. You have deliver end in Atlanta, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Chicago, and Kansas city. And it's doing well in all of those markets. And so now you think to yourself, okay, it's time to roll out. We're going to roll out DeliverWorks and you roll it out to those same markets thinking you'll capitalize on, right? Any, the infrastructure that you have in that, in that, in those markets. And at the same time, let's say you roll out whatever the deliver groceries, whatever the next brand is. Right. And so you, so you light up two of those and what you find is DeliverWorks is effective in Atlanta, Indianapolis, and Chicago, but is ineffective in Cincinnati and Kansas City. And deliver groceries is effective only in two of the markets, but not the other ones. But it's not the same two market, you know, like it's different markets. How do you filter through the noise of like, or how do you think you'll filter through the noise of, did we just do a bad job marketing in that market? Did we... Is it is it just a poor fit for that market because maybe there's not enough construction in Chicago? Is it you know like what you know like there's any number of reasons why something fails in a market and it and it, one of the things that's hard in any startup is filtering through that noise to understand product market fit. 
And I, as one of the things I can imagine is as you start to roll out multiple brands, you have a multiplication of product market fit problems, right? What are you and the team thinking right now in terms of how you start to filter some of that out or control your rollouts in a way that allow you to not have that problem? Oh, uh, with partnerships. So we'll partner specifically with the construction companies and with the grocery stores. And like with that, uh, like I'm sure that they'll like, like grocery stores will like market market us too. But so it's not you pushing it out. It's Kroger or whoever, right? Like, okay. Yeah. So like with the construction companies, I mean, we can save them money and increase like their clientele, better user experience, everything. And uh, we've done deliveries for construction companies here. And literally like the homeowner was like, wait, so like, is this an extra charge for us? Like what's going on? I was like, no, like the construction company actually like reached out to us to do these deliveries so that they can execute this a lot faster for you because you want your basement done today, not tomorrow. Well, and they want those employees on another job site tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They like the customer was like, what? Like they did that for us? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So it was like a huge satisfaction and boost. And they're like, oh, like I'll use you guys again because you want that extra mile. And people love feeling like gratitude towards them. Like people love feeling like whenever someone's nice to them, like with us, it's just making sure like the product market fit is just our sales team reaching out to these construction companies in these markets and explaining the whole process to them. So that B2B sale feels way less risky to me than deliver end, which is an open-ended marketplace where you've got to get to one side of the two-sided marketplace. And then even once you get that one side, you still have to get the other side to play ball, right? Mm -hmm. What's the thought process there in going towards the general open market versus a B2B sale where I feel like as the founder, you're a little bit closer to the problem, right? Because you can be in that phone call when you talk to a construction company. You can't be in the room when somebody's trying to make the decision, what's this deliverant thing and should I try it, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, I feel like we're we're the perfect fit to solve like that uh, the last mile solution or the last mile problem that's been like killing companies for a while. Um, the reason why I chose to like go after the marketplace side is like that's like what I'm passionate about. I'm super passionate about people and making sure that they're safe. The reason why I started the company is one of my friends was robbed at gunpoint, and he called me and he was like, "Hey, like it was broad daylight. He was with his girlfriend. They're selling an iPhone." And he was like, the last thing I thought was someone was going to pull a gun out on me. So I was like, well, there has to be something out there that's like you can like use for later on, like if you ever want to use the marketplace again. And there wasn't. So I started doing more research on it. And um, I kept seeing like all these different crimes happen across the U.S. from dad in July of 2017. He was in Jacksonville, Florida. He was killed in front of his fiance and his two daughters who was two and four over getting a free puppy from Facebook marketplace. And they're not supposed to post animals on Facebook marketplace, but they did. And then the guy got away with it that shot him. And then there was an 18 and 19 year old who killed a 32 year old dad in Alabama, yeah, in Alabama uh, over an iPhone 10. And the 18 year old was driving and the 19 year old actually pulled out the gun and killed the 32 year old. And the 18 year old just freaked out and just fled, like just drove off. And he was now an accomplished murder. He started life in jail. And even in Chicago, just this past month, there was a woman that had her baby cut out of her own stomach and they killed her and her what? mom. Yeah. She was on the marketplace searching for a uh, stroller. 
and it was in Chicago. They killed her. The baby survived. There's crazy things happen out there. So like my, my huge passion is people and making sure people are safe. Yeah. Like the B2B part will be solid for us, like as a business, but that's like the, what got me started into this venture is making sure that people are safe. So I want to make sure that the people are safe and then we can focus on like the businesses and everything else. I have so many more questions now. We don't have a lot of time, so I can't keep you that much longer. All right. I might have to have you back on around two at some point. If people want to learn more about, well, actually, let's see, this will go live in four-ish weeks. That'll be uh, like November 1st-ish. Will you guys be live November? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people can download the app and, and get going yep. if you're listening to this. That's awesome. All right. Well, good. Like to, like to hear that. So it'll be deliver end in the app store. Use it. All right. And then if people want to learn more, where else can they go? Uh, just deliverin.com. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, all those platforms. If they have any questions, like they can email me. Just ask to talk to me. I'm open. Awesome. I love like, and I'm super hands-on. So I love speaking with like potential customers and also past customers to make sure that they're doing well and happy. <laughs> do you know, I man, I should ask this before. Do you know how many repeat users you have? What percentage of the people who run a deliver on transaction do it again? 43%. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that's, and on a high note, that's, dude, that's amazing. That's great. Particularly for a beta. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. You are doing amazing work. It's really cool. Thank you so much for what you're doing. No, I greatly appreciate it. If you're thinking of launching a SaaS product, startup competitors can provide data on your closest competitors, survey potential users, or provide other product validation services. Learn more at startupcompetitors.com.